Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 103. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast. Each week, I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about how do you stand back up when you feel knocked down? If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out my other posts and my books at my website at williamdparker.com. You know, last Sunday, my family and I were watching the Winter Olympics when the men's 30-kilometer skyathlon began. And as the race started, Norway's Simon Kruger fell. Snow was flying all around him as he crumbled into two other skiers. And as those racers left him behind, Simon scrambled back to his feet, his pole broken, and he was in last place. But he wasn't finished. When he replaced his pole, he began a cadence that helped him advance toward the other racers. And over the next hour, he passed 63 other skiers to push his way to the front. In one hour, 16 minutes, and 20 seconds later, he crossed the finish line, raising his hands in the air and beaming with joy and relief. He had won the gold. And when Inc.com released its interview of Simon Kruger later, he was asked what was going through his mind after he fell. And here's what he said, quote, I thought it was going to be the worst day of my life with the start I had when I was lying on the ground with a broken pole and a ski through my bib number. I was completely last in the group, so I had to start the race again and switch focus to catch up with the guys. Simon Kruger made a decision to switch his focus. Now, I don't know what kind of day or week that you are having. You may be experiencing some ups or you may be experiencing some downs or you may simply feel like you've had the wind knocked out of you. And it's safe to say that there are people around you who experience the same mix of ups and downs. And this time of the year, especially, is a difficult time for school leaders as you hit the long stretch of second semester. But whatever season that you're in, you will inevitably hit times that are harder than others. And when you do, it's important that you know how to switch your focus. Let me give you another example. Recently, I spent the day at my state capitol advocating for a bill that would have provided teachers with a much-needed pay raise. Our lawmakers had been convened into a special session because we are in a state budget shortfall, and Oklahoma has had almost a decade of declining funds for public schools. So hundreds of teachers and educators had come to the capitol to rally around this proposed bill as representatives met to debate. And at the end of the day, the proposal fell short of the votes that it needed. Frankly, it was a long and disappointing day, not just for me, but for everyone who had come to voice their concerns. And on my way home, I was driving the highway back to Tulsa when one of my former teachers sent me a text that simply read, so we didn't get the raise. Now, I don't text while I drive, so I knew I could respond later. But as I thought about this message, I knew that this teacher, like thousands of others across our state, felt unappreciated, felt disrespected, and I knew that when he went to bed that night, he would feel like I did, discouraged, angry, and disappointed. And the next morning, I was thinking back to the day before, and I was also asking myself, what 
do I normally do when I feel emotionally knocked down? And then I thought of Simon Kruger. I was reminded of a day last year as a principal when I had ended my school day with a phone call from an angry parent. Uh, She was upset with the decision that some teachers had made for her son in a club that he was attending. And as I listened and tried to give her feedback, she kept blaming the teachers for her son's predicament, even though she had not talked to them firsthand or gotten their side of the story. So I asked her, please give these teachers the benefit of the doubt until you've had an opportunity to talk to them directly. And she said, oh, that's so cute, Mr. Parker. Give them the benefit of the doubt? I don't think so. And the conversation degenerated. We ended up agreeing to disagree. And when I hung up that phone, I felt angry and disappointed. Now, a week later, I saw the same parent at a school assembly and she walked up to me and immediately apologized because as I expected, when she spoke to the teachers and heard their side of the story, she realized that they had been right. And not every conversation ends that way. But back on the day when we had had that angry phone call, I didn't have the luxury of knowing that I would ever receive an apology. I remember hanging up the phone, feeling frustrated, feeling discouraged. And as I sat at my desk, I remember just stewing for a few minutes until I looked and realized that our school's weekly newsletter needed to be released. And that's when I knew I had an opportunity to shift my focus. As I worked on the newsletter, I decided I'm going to include more photos of our kids than I normally do. I'm going to highlight our students of the month. I'm going to include photos of our future farmers of America. I'm going to brag on our track runners. I'm going to list the various lessons I saw teachers covering from this past week. I'm going to make sure that we've mentioned all the opportunities and upcoming events. And when I finished editing that week's newsletter, I was no longer lingering in the aftertaste of a bad phone call. Instead, I felt empowered. And I scheduled that newsletter to be sent out that evening to more than 800 parents who had subscribed to receive our updates. And when I left school that night, I had reminded not just myself, but our entire school community, why their school is an amazing place for students. I had shifted my focus. Now, I don't know what challenges that you're facing right now. And I know in school leadership that it is easy to feel beat up by the situations that you can't control. But if the bad moments become the basis for how we feel about our leadership, then we're going to find ourselves consistently frustrated and angry. So shifting your focus is a way for you to keep your mind on what your teachers and students need most. And don't get me wrong, there are times that we need to vent and be angry, and it's okay to feel discouraged. But let me give you three actions that you can be taking this week for your teachers and students to keep your focus positive. Number one, get back up. Choosing positivity doesn't mean that you don't need time to vent or seek encouragement from your teammates or friends. But you do have a choice in the midst of every challenge. And whatever challenge that you're facing, ask yourself this. What is one action that I can take to still move forward in this situation? And then take that action. Leading and serving others always involves risk. And if there was no risk, then there would be no satisfaction in accomplishing goals. And frankly, everyone would want our jobs. Last year when I was Writing my book, Messaging Matters, I often faced days when my school schedule gave me almost no time to edit or write, but I would remind myself that even if I could just take a few minutes to write that day, I would be one step closer to reaching my goals. No matter 
what outcomes you cannot control, you still have areas that you can. So put your focus there. Get back up. Number two, choose to win even when you're losing. You know, one of the traits I admire most in athletes like Simon Kruger or in historical figures who overcome amazing challenges is their commitment to perseverance. Some people call this having heart, but whatever you call it, the difference between those who accomplish great goals and those who don't is not just attitude. It's also courageous action and action begins with choice. So ask yourself, what are some positive steps that I can be taking right now to keep moving forward even when discouraged by immediate results? Maybe that's spending time in a classroom today so that you can be a part of learning with students. Or maybe it's being mindful of the activities that your students are participating or competing in. Focus on those areas of your school where others are experiencing joy and jump in to that success and then share those stories with others. So choose to win, even when you feel like you're losing. And number three, make a difference where you are. You know, in our schools, we often are affected by the systems we inherit. And you may be facing conflicting federal mandates or lack of state funding or poor community participation. But let me share some perspective. You cannot wait for the systems to change in order for you to make a difference where you are. Teacher shortage, for instance, in my state has made it nearly impossible to find all of the teachers that we need for specific openings. And I remember when I was searching for advanced math teachers one year, I felt like throwing up my hands in despair. But instead, I asked myself, what can I control? And I decided I could leverage social media as a tool for outreach. So I began to advertise on YouTube, on Facebook, and Twitter and LinkedIn, options I had never had to exercise before. I began offering candidates the option of interviewing via video chats, something I had never had to do before. I used every available option to make a difference where I could, and as a result, I still found highly qualified teachers. No matter what kind of challenges you face, you still have a choice to keep standing up. You have the choice to take positive actions where you can, and you have the ability to make a difference where you can. So make a difference right where you are. Let me give you another example of shifting focus. A few years ago, we had second language students enrolling in our high school who were newly arrived to the States. And unfortunately, none of our teachers were trained in teaching English language learners. And these students needed more attention than our regular education instructors could provide. They needed intense individualized language learning as a part of their day. And my fear was that they would fall through the cracks in our current system. But my challenge was, what could I do with a district that didn't have qualified second language instructors available? So I talked to my admin team and my school counselors, and we began making phone calls. There were two universities in Tulsa that supported language acquisition programs for learners seeking university enrollment. In a long series of conversations, we discovered two language tutors who had experience working with international students at these campuses. So I made a proposal to our superintendent to hire one of them on a part-time basis to provide intensive language support for these students and to be a liaison between them and their regular ed teachers. He agreed, our board approved it, and this partnership gave us an opportunity to tailor these students' schedules and provide them support through their beginning high school years. Last year, one of those students graduated from our high school. And after the graduation ceremony, my family and I went to eat at a nearby restaurant. I remember it was raining outside and I dropped my family at the door and made my way from the parking lot with an umbrella inside. And as I was shaking off the rain, I looked up and I saw this student coming in with his mom and dad. He was still wearing his graduation gown. His mom could not speak English, but his father could. 
And as we brushed off the rain together, his dad looked me in the eyes and I'll never forget what he said. His face was beaming with pride and his eyes were glistening. And he said, Mr. Parker, I wanted to tell you how much I love this school and community. I love them because they have given my son a special gift. They have given him the gift of opportunity. And when I stood there shaking his hand, I thought about how my teachers and I, we could have looked at the lack of funding. We could have looked at the lack of resources. We could have looked at the lack of qualified people and shrugged our shoulders. We could have thrown up our hands in despair at the unfairness and inequity of our political system, but we shifted our focus. Yes, there may have been other areas where we failed to reach students, but at that moment, we had something to celebrate. So let's wrap this up. Minda Zetlin, who writes for Inc.com, summarized the race of Simon Kruger by saying this, the key to Kruger's success, instead of fretting over his lost position in the race of the daunting task ahead, he switched focus. All he had to do at that moment was find it in himself to catch up to the rest of the pack, end quote. Again, I don't want you to misunderstand me. This week, you're going to face some huge challenges, and so am I. In fact, I'll be back at my state capitol asking for change. I'll still be writing and calling legislators, asking them to support schools and adequately fund education. I'll continue to be creative and innovative, even in the face of what I see as inequities. So I'm not suggesting that change is easy or that switching our focus always means we win. But I do believe that we always have a choice. And those whom we serve deserve for us to constantly switch our focus back to what's best for them. So now it's your turn. What is one challenge that you're facing today where you may need to switch your focus? What is one success that's happening in your school right now that can be celebrated and shared? What is one way you can reach out to your community with the stories of students and teachers who are winning in your school? How can you keep moving forward today in creative and innovative ways despite of the challenges? Because when you're willing to switch your focus, you're willing to keep your eyes on what matters most, your students. Thanks for listening to those thoughts today. And thank you again this week for doing what matters. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out my post at williamdparker.com. If you'd like access to my books, you can see them there or on Amazon or at Solution Tree Press or my book, Messaging Matters. Until next time, thanks for the work you do. And I'll talk to you soon.